Hello, catfish people. Welcome to the Dieter Melhorn Fishing Podcast. Well, hello, folks. Welcome to the Dieter Melhorn Fishing Podcast. I hope that you're having a good day, whatever day it is. Uh, that you happen to be listening. Hey, listen, uh, I know most of y'all are probably new to this podcast, and this podcast is about fishing. Uh, big emphasis, emphasis on catching catfish. I do a lot of fishing for catfish here in the southeast. Uh, but if you're new and uh, you want to see some of the other content that I have, go to my website, DieterMelhornFishing.com. I've got links to my YouTube channel on there, uh, links to my Facebook fishing page, and links to the fishing gear that I use, uh, links to the guide service, all that kind of stuff. It's on there, DieterMelhornFishing.com. Go check it out. Um, and I always welcome comments from people uh, here on the uh, podcast. Podcasts can be tough to leave comments for. It's not like being on Facebook where... You've got a comment section right there. That's all part of it. Uh, on YouTube, uh, generally, there's a place for comments. Uh, but here, it can be tough. So uh, what I tell everybody to do is to go to my uh, website, and I've got a contact section on there. And you can reach out to me there. Send me a text message. Uh, you can email me. Uh, some of you are friends with me on Messenger or follow me on Dieter Melhorn Fishing on Facebook. You can send messages there. I will say this, the messages on the fishing page are sometimes get buried, and I don't see them. Uh, there's a couple of different ways, I think, to send them, and sometimes I don't see them for a few days. So, sadly, the easiest way to do it is just to get to the website, DieterMentalWarnFishing.com. Go to the contact section, send me an email. There's a link on there. Um, the quickest way is to email me. There's actually an email address on there, so... I tell you all this because I like getting feedback from people, and I like hearing uh, thoughts and ideas on stuff, and you guys give me some great ideas, and I really appreciate it, because what I may want to do a podcast on and talk about may not necessarily be something that you guys are interested in hearing, and uh, there's a lot of stuff out there that I forget about uh, that you want to hear about, and it's good to get the feedback, so that's why I welcome it. So, um, what I was going to talk about today a little bit was uh, the taping of this. Uh, it's the end of 2019. I hate to date podcasts, but uh, it's important because we're rolling into winter. Winter's a eh, two weeks away right now. Uh, we're kind of at the back end of fall and uh, coming up on the holidays and Christmas and New Year's and everything going on around that time. And uh, not only is that a joyous, uh, a joyous occasion for us in general, people, it's a joyous occasion in the catfish world because it is a great time to be out on the water fishing. Um, not necessarily because the weather's pretty, uh, because it can be cold, nasty, and miserable. Yeah, but it's a great time to be on the water because. Generally speaking, it's one of the best times of the year to catch big catfish, big blue catfish. Not necessarily that good for flatheads. Actually, one of the worst times. Uh, they become very hard to catch this time of the year. But for blue catfish, it can become one of the most productive times for consistently catching and targeting fish. Uh, now, what's interesting is this has been good here for, we're kind of into the good range uh, in November. November's just typically a good month. Fish bite, bigger fish are biting pretty good. Um, it'll get good, 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 good. And it's like it goes uphill, 
until those temperatures start to drop into the 40s in the water. And uh, uh, really, it's mid-40s. Upper 40s, not so bad. It's like around that 45, 43-degree mark, things do start to slow down. So uh, I always tell people, the time to get out there is uh, before the just a steady cold snap that comes in January. Now, uh, a few things to keep in mind, uh, and that's what I'm going to go over here with the fishing this time of the year that I've seen on my lakes. Now, keep in mind, I fish southeastern reservoirs, so this is going to be probably a little bit different uh, for you guys fishing rivers. Some of you guys that may be listening to this podcast, uh, the only fishing you're going to be seeing is watching my YouTube channel because... Your areas get iced over, and uh, y'all are in a totally different world. Uh, none of this applies to you guys. Y'all, will, uh, if you're fishing, you're fishing through the ice, or you're watching it on TV, on uh, YouTube. So uh, that's a different world. But here in the southeast, uh, a lot of the Midwest, uh, we're able to fish year-round. Now, for us, it's uh, a lot easier than folks in the Midwest. Some of those, uh, even if their waters are not freezing over, they're dealing with snow, inclement weather. Uh, just a, a lot worse conditions. We're really blessed to have good fishing year-round, uh, or at least decent fishing year-round, and at least we can get on the water. So uh, kind of what I'm going to talk about is just what seems to happen in the reservoirs and what can happen. Uh, some of this can happen in some of the rivers too, but the biggest thing in the reservoirs and lake systems is one of the first things that a lot of us notice is that there seems to be a better concentration of fish mid to lower lake. And the reason, our thesis for why this happens, we have all these theories. We don't know if they're really true. It's just they kind of prove themselves over and over. Uh, is water temperature and depth of water. Um, deeper water early on will have a wider variety of water temperature. And what I mean by that is as the temperatures are falling, the water toward the bottom is going to be more stable in its temperature. Water on the surface is affected by the air, the rain, and may fluctuate and change more. So what will happen on early on in the year is that that water down below that uh, may have been 70, 75 degrees all year long is going to hold a lot of that heat for a long time. And it's going to fall uh, as that water on the top it starts to get an exchange going of the colder, denser water flowing down. It's still going to be warmer than the stuff on the top um, for a while. And what happens is over time as winter goes on, that temperature starts to even out more. So initially what seems to happen is a lot of these fish, when these temperatures start to drop, start to go toward deeper holes, deeper water. And that's where you hear people all the time, oh, do I need to be fishing deeper water in the wintertime? And in many cases, yes, that is true. Uh, in many cases, you do need to be fishing deeper water. Uh, it seems like early on in the winter, that pays off. Uh, you'll see this, and all of this is driven by bait fish. Uh, all of the, and you'll be able to see this. It's be very evident on your sonar. I went out yesterday. Our water temperatures here are 54, 55, 56, somewhere in that range. Uh, I was catching bait. I'm uh, just getting back on the water from deer season, so this is my time to load the tank up with bait before I start really chasing catfish hard later this week. And uh, 
the bait, uh, there was nothing shallow. There was zero zilch anything in less than 15, 16 feet of water. Uh, none of the humps, points, anything like that had any fish up on them. No surface action. Wasn't seeing anything on side scan. Uh, just very devoid of any life. You get down 20, 25, 30 feet, which is about, it's mid-range on our lakes. Uh, stuff started showing up. So uh, it, it, it's true early. And so my suggestion is early on, late fall, early winter, uh, it's a good idea to look deep, uh, start searching some of the deeper areas of the lake. doesn't have to be super deep. Uh, the deepest isn't always the best, uh, but deeper relative to everything surrounding that area. So if you're in an area, uh, you know, fishing a river, a more shallow river, uh, the deepest hole may be 25 feet, especially if you got a river that's, you know, basically eight, six to eight feet deep. A 20, 25-foot hole may be your deepest spot, whereas you may go on a lake um, and you may have 110 feet of water. Uh, It doesn't mean that all the fish are going to be 110 feet of water. It just means that they're going to be in deeper water than the, you know, 8 to 12, 14, 15-foot humps, points, that kind of thing. So... That's my suggestion early on to start looking deeper water. You guys that bank fish got a little bit of a challenge uh, because you don't always have access to deep water. And this is a time where being able to cast and put baits as deep as you can get them will pay off. And, uh, you know, using your uh, Navionics app on your iPhone uh, or your smartphone, tablet to look at some of this stuff, some of the geography and the mapping of the lakes will help you find areas that you can get access to. It's a lot tougher for you bank guys in the winter, at least early on. Uh, and that's kind of what I'm going to circle back to here is that this is not something that holds this, this pattern of fish deep only does not hold true until April. This is not something to where you go up, oh, do this all winter long, just fish deep. It's the only place you catch fish. Uh, that does not work all winter. What will happen is as these water temperatures drop, uh, and this even happens early on if you get a warm snap, uh, the de- the water the temperature throughout the water column is going to start to stabilize some. Um, it's going to start to the colder water or the warm what was warmer on the bottom is going to start to cool as the cooler water from the top sinks. It's going to start to mix. That temperature down there is going to get colder too. So what will happen is um, there will be times during the win- during the winter where you can catch these fish shallow and that's going to depend on weather weather patterns uh it's gonna you know depend if we get a long period where water starts to warm up if you get an influx of cold water due to heavy rains uh that you know can change things is what i'm getting at the biggest determining factor no rhyme or reason except for you're going to start to see bait go shallow uh and sometimes it's like you know it's like the bait gets conditioned to the cold. Now, bait doesn't do really good when, and I say bait, bait fish for us is shad. Threadfin gets her shad. Uh, and white perch, for that matter, don't do really good when it gets super duper cold. When you start to get into the lower 40s, 30s, uh, when it gets that cold here, you start to get shad kill. And uh, even some of the perch and everything else get very lethargic and almost go into a it's not a hibernation but there's a scientific word where they basically just kind of sit there uh kind of state and uh, 
stuff can get very, very, very inactive. Uh, but it's like these fish adapt to the cold. They kind of get stable to it. They kind of get situated to it. And they start moving around, and you start seeing them show up in some shallow water at some point. A lot of that, obviously, is plankton-driven. Uh, you know, that's what these smaller fish are feeding on. And I guess my point is, when you're fishing out there for the early part of the winter, and you're catching fish deep, and all of a sudden you're not catching them and seeing them anymore, guess what? They didn't leave the river. They didn't leave the lake. They went somewhere else. So keep that in the back of your mind that at some point you can catch these fish shallow in the winter. Uh, several years ago, my son caught uh, his personal best. It's been quite a few years now that we add it up and look at it because I think about the picture of him holding it, a 60-pound blue cat out of Lake Watery, South Carolina. We caught it on New Year's Day. That fish came really shallow, five feet of water, uh, muddy water too, cold water. Uh, it was, quite honestly, uh, not where it was supposed to be. But uh, we had, the clue for us here in the south was, we saw birds in there. We saw birds from a bridge. We knew that something was going on in there with bait fish, and we went in there and fished it. Caught a massive fish. Caught another one in, I think, the 20s in there at the same time. My personal best, 61-pound uh, blue cat. Lake Monticello in South Carolina caught it on New Year's Eve several years ago. Uh, was fishing pretty deep, uh, uh, about 40, 45 feet of water, uh, rolling off a long point, uh, anchored up, and the, these fish were down deep along the edge of some trees. Uh, I've had other ones. Um, December's always a good month for me. Most of my 60 pound fish. Uh, have come in December, uh, a couple of them, right around Christmas. And those have been, uh, one came out of a little deeper water adjacent to a point. Another one was actually next to a deep river channel, but the fish itself came from up on the ledge. Why he came up there? Was he chasing bait? Who knows? Was he active feeding? Did they get shallow? Uh, who knows what, what it was, but they were adjacent to deep water. I was not fishing shallow. So, um, not to say that you can't catch them shallow, but uh, generally deeper to begin with and then look shallow uh, later on in the year. Never uh, dismiss shallow water fishing or shallower water fishing. It's really bait-driven and bait-dependent. And uh, like I was saying, it seems like that first part, when it first starts to get cold, fish are kind of into that, oh, heck, something's going on. I don't like this water temperature and go deeper, but... As the season goes on, as winter goes on, things start to spread out, stabilize. So uh, that's kind of tip number one to keep in mind as we go into winter here. Tip number two is bait. Uh, for me, uh, now let me say this. For you guys that are just wanting to catch a big fish, if that's all you want to catch, you don't want to mess with small fish, use big bait. Use big bait. Use bait the size of your hand. Big bait eliminates little fish, first and foremost. Uh, it doesn't necessarily attract bigger fish, but it eliminates small fish. So if that's all you're after, use big bait. But I will say this. When it gets cold later in the winter, don't be afraid to go with smaller bait, smaller pieces of bait. For whatever reason, our thesis is that these fish by a lot are... Uh, uh, their metabolism is not as high. They don't need as much food. Uh, 
they don't need to eat, they don't want to expend as much energy to pursue big food. We've caught a lot of fish on smaller baits, good fish fishing these baits side by side with big baits uh, in the winter. Don't know really what that is, but it does seem like downsizing baits seems to help with catching fish. Uh, again, if you're just looking for big fish, just put out a big bait. You, it, it'll eliminate your small fish. They're not going to try to choke on a big bait in the wintertime. Uh, but the smaller baits, if you're fishing multiple rods, if you're in a state where you can fish multiple rods, you're trolling, drifting, anchoring up, put a few out with small bait just for the heck of it. Uh, put your big baits out too. I know everybody thinks big, big bait, big fish. But... Uh, put out some smaller baits just for the heck of it. It may help with what's getting hit. I uh, don't know really why this seems to happen. Uh, I don't know if because of the slower metabolism, they have a bigger problem processing big food. If that's all they're after, or are they just targeting muscles that time of year? It's hard to say. But uh, I always tell people to uh, change that, change that around. Now, for you guys that are fishing from a boat, and the boat is moving, whether it be trolling, drifting, uh, dragging, whatever. You got to slow down in the winter, especially if you're drifting, using a drift sock, pulling planer boards. Uh, winter's the time when you've got to slow the boat down. And uh, I always try to do half mile an hour or less uh, most of the year. You know, I'll go 0. 0.6, 0. 0.7 sometimes. But uh, in the wintertime, uh, my rule of thumb is look at the water temperature. And you don't want to go any faster than what the water temperature is. So if it's 50-some degrees, don't go over 0.5. If it's 40-some degrees, don't go over 0.4. And uh, if it's in the 30s, you better be below 0.3. You really need to slow the boat down. Uh, if you are if you can get your boat slowed down to 0.2, 0.3, and you're barely moving, as I call it, you're, you're fishing like your anchor's slipping, that's probably a good speed to be going with in the wintertime. You'll catch more fish. Uh, fish are not as aggressive generally, especially when they're in deeper water. So if you can slow it down, uh, it will really, really help. You guys that are bank fishermen, you got to be patient. Uh, it, it's a it's a game of patience in the wintertime. When I was bank fishing a lot in the winter, it's not a... Uh, uh, Hopping spots and some, and if you have access to different areas, that's great. But I know for most people, that can be kind of difficult. A lot of times, it's just a sit and wait game. Uh, you got to wait on some fish to get up and feed. They don't feed as much, they don't feed as often. Uh, they're not as voracious in the wintertime just because the metabolism is slower, and uh, that makes it tough and that makes it a challenge. And uh, we're lucky, uh, all of us that fish for catfish and pursue catfish, we're lucky in the sense that uh, blue catfish stay active. Uh, the flatheads basically lock up, lay up in piles, and don't feed that much. Uh, channel catfish, their metabolism their metabolism slows down at an even higher rate uh, than the blue catfish, and they can be very reluctant to feed. It does seem like the big channel catfish in your area seem to feed longer and longer than the smaller catfish, but they scientists, some studies I've read have said that a channel cat's metabolism doubles for every 10 degree change in water, and conversely, for every 10 degrees it goes down, it decreases. So they don't need a lot of... They don't need a lot of food to stay alive, so they become very inactive. But lucky for us, the blue cats still want to eat in the winter. So wintertime bait, uh, 
It's hard to beat Gizzer Chad for whatever reason. Uh, Skipjack, if you're in other parts of the country, uh, but a lot, I know a lot of guys that fish in Skipjack country don't have a problem catching fish on Gizzer Chad uh, in the winter. So uh, I'm usually with the Gizzer Chad or with uh, white perch. And a lot of these southeastern lakes, white perch are a uh, very uh, readily available fish. A lot of catfish feed on them. Uh, you can get them in big or small sizes. So I'll use a lot of white perch in the winter. Gizzer Chad work too. Uh, I don't mess with bluegill. Bluegill will catch them. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I don't think catfish feed on them as much. They don't seem to be as effective, but they will catch fish. If that's all you can catch for bait, use it. You'll catch fish. Um, I just don't think the catch rates are as high, not to mention they can be a pain in the butt to catch in colder weather because they're deeper and you really got to work to catch them. It's not like catching them in the spring or in the summer. So uh, that's kind of my take on uh, on the bait stuff. As far as that goes, dress warm. Uh, it's cold out there, guys. It's also dangerous. Uh, be safety conscious. Uh, your boats, especially on mornings where you get out, it's below freezing. Stuff ices up. Uh, you guys that fish out of metal John boats, uh, you're very susceptible to this. One good thing about the metal boats, uh, in one aspect, if they only have contact, if the bottom of the, your boat has contact with the water, generally speaking, you won't get ice build up. Where the danger comes is when you get an elevated deck above uh, the bottom of the boat, you can get ice build up on it. My boat's very susceptible to that. I have a lot of flotation. Mine's a fiberglass boat. I have a lot of flotation in the floor. It's foam filled and it acts as insulation. Bad part with that is, is that the floor uh, can become iced over and build up ice way quicker than a boat that has just hull contact with the water and you're standing on that hull. So be careful is what I'm getting at. Uh, the boat docks can be slippery. Uh, getting to and from the lake can be slippery, uh, especially on icy cold days. So use some caution out there because we want you to come back, listen to the podcast. We want you to come back and go fishing. Uh, we want you to come back and be a productive member of the sport. And uh, remember, catch and release too, guys. Uh, that's something I probably don't preach on here enough. Uh, keep smaller fish to eat. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, 10 pounds and under. If you want one to eat, keep it to eat. Remember, 10-pound fish can pretty much feed a family. Uh, if you're lucky enough to fish pretty decent bit, no need to kill a bunch of them and throw them in your freezer and stock them up. I think I've wasted more fish trying to do that because they sit there and... Of course, I'm lucky I can go out and catch this fairly quickly. But point being, release the big ones. Let them go back. Uh, it takes a uh, for a fish to get to a trophy proportion. Not every fish is going to make it to 50 pounds. No matter how good it eats, all things being equal, no matter how good it eats, not all fish are going to make it to 30, 40, 50 pounds. They just don't have the genetics to do it. And uh, so we're lucky. Um, if you catch one that big, let it go. Let somebody else catch it. So... That's it for now. Hopefully that gives you some good information if you're planning to do some uh, winter fishing this year. Uh, again, if you need to get a hold of me, send me any messages, ideas. DeidreMillhornFishing.com, best way to contact me. And uh, until next time, we'll catch you on the water.